Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. All right, we're talking about whether you're optimistic or not when Michal Martin steps to the podium tomorrow and announces, well, we hope he's going to give some dates and not going to avoid the question like Stephen Donnelly did in RT last night. We're hoping that he will give some light at the end of the tunnel in the final furlong, as he calls it, or did call it the last two or three times when he stood at those steps and said we're in the final furlong. We've been hearing that now for nearly eight or nine months. Ireland currently still in the longest lockdown in the world next to Cuba. And as I said, let's not count Cuba because unfortunately for Cuba, uh, they've always been in a lockdown in my eyes. Uh, But in saying that, Ireland is in a very bad situation financially. We have to obviously take into consideration public health. But at this stage, I don't believe that public health is that much at risk in comparison to the risk to lives, to jobs, um, to people's livelihoods, to the economy and everything else, which in turn will cost lives. So are you optimistic? Currently, the main areas being examined are personal services, such as hairdressers, places of worship and a full return to construction sector and non-essential retail. Although I think those dates are going to be very far away if we're to believe what Tony Holohan said uh, over the, the last few days when he said Ireland's going to be spending summer outdoors. That's more or less what he suggested. Now, the Taoiseach, meanwhile, Martin has, been, has promised to give clarity tomorrow when he makes a national address regarding Ireland's summer reopening. And one of those industries that's looking for clarity that's been in this for the long haul, I suppose, is the hospitality industry. And joining me on the line is uh, Elena Fitzgerald Kane, president of the Irish Hotel Federation. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Good afternoon, Niall, to you and to your listeners. Uh, well, look, firstly, can I say my heart goes out to you and your members, and you have my full support in anything you would like to see done at this stage, because at this stage, it's just gone on way too long, Elena. Yeah, it's really tough. I mean, some people that have worked in tourism, it's nearly 60 weeks now. I mean, it's just unimaginable in so many ways. Um, And it's really been felt now, I suppose, there's such a need for kind of a sense of confidence and optimism. And look, at the end of the day, everybody wants it to be a a safe and a sustainable reopening. But it's been a really tough road. And I mean, there's 270,000 livelihoods affected. In some cases, it's whole communities, Niall, you know. So it's profound how it's been felt. Of course, because, I mean, in, in smaller towns around Ireland where you might have, you know, a nice little holiday town where you have a hotel or whatever it is, that hotel probably employs half the population of the town on and off or, or gives business to half the population of the town as well, third parties as well. So in saying that, what are you hopeful to, for tomorrow? Are, are you hoping that he's going to say well, at the end of June you can start booking your staycations again? Is that what you're hopeful for? Yeah, I think first it's the confidence that's going to come because right now only 21% of hotel rooms are actually booked across the country for the peak months of July and August, which shows kind of that acute, I suppose, lack of confidence. Um, so I'd definitely be saying to people, if you're thinking about booking your holidays, you know, now is a really good time to, to book and to book direct. But what we are hoping for in the context of the announcements is a clear roadmap linked to progress markers. It's really important that, that that supports, I suppose, a safe and a sustainable reopening that, you know, that we know that we've at least a good but summer. Been, yeah, but you have been here before last year, um, you know, after we reopened somewhat after the summer period, which we lost most of the good summer period, the June, July, August season last year, but certainly at the end of August, September, um, the hotel industry was there. They had their screens up that, you know, they had their social distancing, their masks in their uh, common areas, etc etc. And all the rules and regulations were there to keep it safe. And if we look at the data between there and Christmas, for example, we can see that the outbreaks weren't happening in hotels. They weren't happening in the hospitality industry, really, probably one or two small outbreaks here and there. So it, it was quite a responsible sector. Correct. If you look at the HPSC statistics, which are the only, I suppose, verifiable statistics, 
statistics published by you know government around it, it showed that less than a tenth of a percent of all outbreaks were attributable to hotels. Now, to be fair, that's more than anybody would want. Nobody wants to see them, but it's acutely well, you can't low. Avoid it. You can't avoid it altogether, unfortunately. There's Correct. going to be a situation. You know? It's acutely low. And now marry that with the fact that there's potentially going to be 80% of the adult population vaccinated you know, by the end of June. Or oh, no, June. You have to say June the 31st, Elena, because that's what, that's what, <laughs> that's what Stephen Donnelly said. This fantasy date of June the 31st. <laughs> but and, it, and then, Niall, there's a sense of, well, what happens when we're 100% vaccinated? You know, we're already seeing, I suppose, vaccinated, uh, you know, people kind of saying, well, look, I'm safe within reason, you know, and whether that's here at home or whether it's overseas, there has to be a plan around that as well, too. But is that a, is that an overcautiousness? I'm seeing in America, for example, the CDC have just announced that if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask, right? So I, I'm I'm seeing this sense of overcautiousness here. In England, as you know, of course, they're opening caravan sites and everything, and their indoor dining will be open very shortly. In Northern Ireland, they have their non-essential retail open this coming Friday. They've had their barbers and hairdressers open since last week, and in the coming weeks, they're going to be opening the hotels as well for weddings and increasing those numbers. Are we being, we're going backwards. Are we being overcautious? Because if they extend this out to say July, as Tony Holohan is suggesting it's going to be an outdoor summer. I mean, if they say, well, look, we don't really see hospitality coming on board probably till maybe end of July. We're not sure yet. We'd have to see how case numbers go. That's half your busy season gone. The, the impact of that would be absolutely huge because July and August serves as kind of a life boy in terms of all the other months of the year in a normal year. But this is not a normal year. This is a situation where some people haven't opened in, in 60 weeks, you know, and all the livelihoods and employment sustained by that. And um, the other side of the coin is, you know, we do look at what's going on, you know, in the UK or in the States. Like, we don't have to look too far in terms of across the border to see what's happening there. And I think we all want, I suppose, those progress markers to be there that will support, I suppose, a safe and sustainable reopening. But look, we're on the right road. Are um, we, but are we really? I mean, what are your industry going to do? And I, and I spoke to the retail industry about this recently as well. If indeed you're not getting the light at the end of the tunnel or you're not getting any optimism tomorrow, or you're not getting any clarity, because I have heard no clarity whatsoever from the Irish government in the last three to four weeks. It's all based on case numbers. And with Tony Holohan back again, now it seems to be getting worse, if you ask me, some of the comments that have come out of government and NEFID over the last few days. So if you don't get that clarity, Elena, what are your members going to do? It would be it would be beyond disappointing if we don't get the clarity. We need it, you know, we need it in terms of planning to get people back to work. The nation needs it in terms of, you know, having to something to look forward to from a holidays perspective. You know, wedding couples need it. They've put their lives on hold so many times. So I think not giving it, uh, you know, that kind of clarity tomorrow won't be just a hotel-specific problem. I think you have the whole tourism sector, but you have the nation as a whole who really want to know, you know, I'm going to be able to have at least a good of summer as last year, if not better, and particularly against the backdrop of, you know, the substantial progress that we're seeing now in terms of vaccination programmes being rolled out and into the future, the commitment around that. All right, well, listen, thank you very much indeed, and I hope you get that clarity. I hope, I, maybe I'm less optimistic than you are, Elena, uh, tomorrow, because all I've seen is fluffing from the government over the last few days, certainly when answering any questions. I think to quote Stephen Donnelly last night when he was asked for dates, he said he wouldn't be drawn into that conversation. To me, that kind of says it all, and I find that extremely worrying. Uh, but I hope for your sake that's not the case tomorrow. Listen, thank you very much indeed for joining us, and I appreciate thank you. Thank you. All right, let me go to Blaine. Uh, Blaine, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Blaine? Hey, Neil. You're a hotel bar manager in Donegal? That's right, yeah. Well, Elena is quite optimistic uh, in some sense that she believes the hotel industry need this clarity tomorrow uh, when Michal stands up on the steps. Do you think he's going to give any clarity? 
Um, he'll give as much clarity as he's given so far. Which is none. Um, well, arguably, yes. We've we've been in this position before, um, uh, less than a year ago, when we've had reopening dates. Um, hotel being one, hospitality, uh, so-called wet pubs, as they call them, being another. We've had dates. The dates were missed. Uh, we've had new dates. They were also pushed back because of a slight rise in cases. So um, while I'd like to think I'm optimistic about next summer, I won't tie myself down to uh, to showing up to work on the date that the government tells me I'm going to be there because realistically it hasn't happened up until now. Well, the plan was for the reopening of hotels June the 10th. Wasn't that the kind of latest date, allegedly, that the work the government are working on plans for? But I've, I I don't know if that's going to happen. When I listen to what's been said in Neffet over the last two days, and I mentioned already there to Alana or Elena, that, you know, Tony Holohan is saying it's going to be an outdoor summer. To me, that's a hint that nothing is going to be open. Well, I can understand the government don't want to commit to anything because they don't want to be uh, called up on something in two months' time saying, well, you told us we'd be open and now we're not. But you could, so yeah, but you could go on for that understanding, that theory forever. I mean, yeah. other countries are doing it. Northern Ireland are doing it. Britain are doing it. They're given lights. They're given dates. And they're sticking by those dates. And come hell or high water, they're not going back on it. That's right. The, the frustrating thing for me now is um, every day, week, month this goes on, it's an industry that has been bled, um, bled of its good staff and bled of its, I suppose, success. What I'm trying to say is that um, we have a lot of professionals in this industry, in this country, that have left us over the last year because they've been unemployed, they've looked elsewhere for employment, they've got a taste of what life's like outside of the hospitality industry, and it's very, very unlikely that a lot of those will return. These are good professionals. We're talking mm-hmm. professional waitresses, professional bar staff, professional chefs that we're probably going to lose. Um, on top of that, then, uh, we get about 10,000 staff a year that exit the industry. I mean, that you're talking there, teenagers that come in to earn a few bob, get their jobs, move on. So this year, we'll have our usual 10,000 going. We didn't have 10,000 join us last year because we weren't open to recruit them. So we're looking at a deficit of maybe twenty to 30,000 staff right away if you take on top of the people that aren't going to come back. So we're in an industry yeah, yeah. now. We've I lost know. our professionals. We're I know, I know. But, 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 but just to, sorry, just to, to cut across you there. I mean, the problem we have when we talk about the lack of clarity is for the general public, and you heard Elena there mention that only 20% booking so far this year, which is very low because people have no confidence in the government. They have no confidence that if they book somewhere, it'll be cancelled by the time the day comes around. I'm sure most people in this country at this stage have had a weekend cancelled because of lockdown. I mean, if you're living in sort of Sligo or Leitrim or Cavan or whatever it is, and you're planning and heading off to Donegal for the summer, you're probably going to say to yourself, Ash or Shite, I'll just book a hotel in Tyrone or Derry instead. At least I know they'll be open. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. That, and we are going to see a lot of that. Um, and we're going to see a lot of our people heading into Derry or the North for a weekend away. You can't blame them because uh, they're open and we're not. Well, of course. But um, it's... Uh, yeah, it's it's frustrating for me because if you look at, I know you talked briefly with about the statistics there um, just before I came on, um, but to put that into perspective, the day we got the announcement that we're closing at Christmas, there were 14 outbreaks related to hospitality. In comparison to nursing homes, there were 342. Now, I know I'm not comparing like to like there, it's two completely different things, but we put in the effort, we set up these controlled environments, our contract tracing, masks, sanitizer screens everywhere yes. yeah and we, it's it, to be honest now the last year when we did get the chance to work it was the toughest conditions i've ever worked in um it's stressful you're trying to watch everything at the one time 
we've done a very, very good job of that, in my opinion. Obviously, there are some outliers, and there's always going to be who through the rules to the wind and do whatever they want. You're going to get that in every industry, but the vast majority worked very, very hard, and I think that's reflected in those statistics, 14 outbreaks versus 342. But it's a knee-jerk reaction by Neffet and the government to close hospitality at the first sign of trouble. What are you, we and what are, you, what are you going to do if there's no clarity, no dates, and it looks like they're going to drag this out for the whole summer? What, what are you going to do as a hotelier? Are you going to just say, well, well there's nothing I can do? Is that is that is that where we are now as a nation that we just continue on doing more of the same, even though it seems illogical, it's unscientific because, according to the government, by the thirty first of June, uh, most of us will be vaccinated. There are certainly those at the moment who are actually vulnerable or vaccinated, so there are very little risk. So we're going to continue going along and denying science and stay closed. Well, this is what we I think we need is a focus group uh, with representatives of the hospitality industry across all the board that the government will engage with because at the minute we're just mirroring what other countries are going to do. We'll wait and see somebody else reopens their hospitality, how do they go and then we'll do it. Why not set up a focus group with these people, people like myself that's on the coalface of every day dealing with this, this sort of thing and with the publicans, with the landlords, with the hotels, engage with them, figure out the best way to work it. We're happy enough to work with restrictions. We can do it but we just need to be given the opportunity to do it, which we've been denied, you know. All right, well, listen, thank you very much, Blaine, and I, and I, I wish you luck, genuinely, I do wish you. Uh, Blaine is a hotel bar manager in Donegal and not feeling very hopeful. hopeful. Also, we spoke to uh, Paul Atrevo, who is a celebrity chef restaurateur, and he said some time ago he was going to open on in July, come hell or high water, and it didn't matter whether the government told him he could or not. Do you still stand by that, Paul? Absolutely. You don't make empty threats and then not follow them through. And I can tell you one thing, I've been listening for the last few months to restaurant associations, hotel associations, all these kind of guys, and we are still closed because none of them have the balls to turn around and say, finally, this government are a bunch of morons and they are destroying livelihoods, destroying industries with absolutely zero consequences as to what's coming down the line afterwards. It is going to be an absolute disaster the way these guys are running the show. And well, but I, think, I, I, think, I think the important thing that was said from the Irish Hotel Federation just at the start of the show there for the President of the Irish Hotel Federation was that it, I think it's a lack of confidence in the Irish hotel industry and a lack of confidence in the restaurants and the bars and everything else. So in other words, people are not booking it. They're not planning on doing it because they know by the time it comes around it's probably not going to happen anyway because that's what's happened the last three or four times they've booked something. Well, it, it's not a lack of confidence in bars, restaurants or hotels. It's a lack of confidence in, in the, the government. government. Yeah, yes, that's what yeah. I'm saying. In the government for them to be open in uh, the first absolutely. place. But it's also a lack of courage that, I mean, there's times I say to myself, am I the only clown shouting and screaming here to say, like, we, so, like why is no... Well, why question. are you the only clown shouting and screaming? Uh, I, I don't mean that in a disrespect, no, but, why, but why are you? Because uh, what I can understand, I'm at the listening to three people, including yourself, by the way, okay? yeah. the pre- president of the Hotel Federation, a chap there, Blaine, from Donegal, who owns a hotel. And I'm saying to all three, and I've said it to the previous two, and I still can't get a definitive answer, what happens if the government don't do anything? And we stick to Tony Holohan's plan of keeping it an outdoor summer. And, you know, and maybe we might introduce in July a little bit of outdoor dining or something like that, just to plamass us a little bit. Are you all just going to sit down, restaurateurs, hotel owners, bar owners, and say, oh, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll go with that, Jay. That's okay. Well, well, Thankful for small won't. mercies. I certainly won't. I was saying back in January, I said, listen to the wording that our senior officials are saying here in January. They were talking about outdoor summers back in January. I don't know what country they think they're, they're running. 
but you cannot do out little, for even forget about the weather. About 80% of businesses open straight up onto the footpath and onto a main road. So outdoor dining is just is ludicrous. It's absolute insanity that we're still talking about it. And none of these chat shows, I did a big post on my Facebook page. I have a picture of all these well-known people when you come into the restaurant. And one of them is of Claire Byrne. And I said, I'm taking it off the wall. I said, because I just cannot tolerate the absolute blatant disregard and disrespect they have for our entire industry, the music industry, the av- they're laughing I hope at you don't them. have my picture taken off your wall. Not that I ever had a picture uh, well, on your wall in the first place. In, you see, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 uh, but I deserve stage. a place on your wall at this stage. But, but in saying that, Paul, I'm not seeing the clarity. We're, I mean, here we have Britain are over there, you know, and they're sculling back their wine. Up in Northern Ireland, they're, they're open, their their retail industry is are all open this Friday. You're going to see busloads of people from the south, by the way, going to the north this Friday, probably. Uh, you know, up to Ikea and all the different places that are 100%. open up there. And by the way, and good luck to them. Uh, they 100%, are. they're totally right. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't say, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. You're going to see people this year in Ireland booking their holidays to Belfast, uh, going out to Belfast International Airport because they get a two grand fine if they go out to Irish airports. They'll be going up, if they're living in Dundalk, they're going to be going into Newry to sit in a restaurant. I mean, and you guys are all sitting on your arses going, uh, not you, Paul, personally, mm. but I was saying, oh, well, look, if that's what it has to be, that's what it has to be. Yeah, it's beyond the poor me. little Paddy, huh? Yeah, it's beyond me. Like, to be honest with you, and the, with the greatest respect to our beloved neighbours, it's no surprise it took us 800 years to get the Brits out of the country, because we all just sat here and looked at them and said, sure, sure, that's grand. Like, I mean, <laughs> at what point are we going to turn around and stand up and fight for our livelihoods? Because here's what's going to happen, Niall. It's very, very simple. When this current Taoiseach is gone in the next 12 months, give or take or whatever, he'll turn around and say, look, I did the best I could, lads, in COVID, and thanks very much, and off you go, and it's now up to the new fellow who comes in. Yeah, and, and I have a pension for the rest of yeah, my life. Yeah, And grand. the new fellow will come in, and he'll say, oh, geez, look, I have to clean up the mess from the last fellow. And meanwhile, we're all like sat here actually cleaning up the mess. So this is the but, way. But look ha- at the but look at the disrespect for you guys. Last night uh, on RTE primetime, uh, Sarah McInerney asked, uh, and in fairness, she did ask him twice yeah. to give some sort of clarity in dates. Well, he did give June the thirty first <laughs> this morning, all right. <laughs> but some sort of clarity in dates, and he said, "I won't be drawn into that conversation." Here's a minister for health who's completely and utterly responsible for everybody in this industry at the moment being out of a job because he's the one ultimately uh, passing on the information to the the Taoiseach and get, you know making these and causing these restrictions and lockdowns and yet he will not give a date or give any light at the end of the tunnel to the national broadcaster during an interview I'll go one step even further because I'm certainly not going to disagree with any of that everybody in the hospitality industry so anybody who's listening now just go onto my Twitter feed at Paul Trevo you'll see exactly what I'm talking about everyone in the music industry everybody in aviation our Taoiseach has told us none of us are essential not one of us is essential in this society, in this country. If we all drop dead today, nobody would give a damn. That's what our Taoiseach is saying to all of us in this industry who are fighting tooth and nail to have some form of livelihood, to try and uh, provide some sort of a future for our children. Our Taoiseach of this country thinks that not one single one of us is essential to this country. Well, I mean, it goes to show you yesterday when Joe Walsh, who's probably one of the best-known tour operators in Ireland, um, closed down, closed its doors for good yesterday. Now, I know at that sta- at this stage, because at this stage of the game, their staff levels had dropped substantially because of COVID-19, uh, but still many people out of a job yesterday, and it practically went unnoticed. Yeah, and, and that just goes to show you where our priorities lie. But there's, like, there's bars and restaurants that have closed and gone for good. What's going to happen this year is that 
simple things like trying to tell our staff as to when they can start. So our staff are gone. They're either gone back home to their own countries to work for the season over there. They're gone to the UK. They're gone to different industries. They're gone. So we won't be able to get any staff in order to do it. When we do open up, particularly in rural Ireland, and we get maybe three, four, six weeks, who knows, because they can't give us a damn answer. And here's the thing, that they can't give you date in case things. Give us a date, but also say, look, lads, if it goes arseways, we might have to, but at least we know we have some idea, some indication. But the, like, the problem is not... Uh, but yeah, yeah, but you can't be going down that road. I mean, Michal Martin mentioned there last week when he was asked on TV3 or whatever it is, Virgin Media 1, whatever it's called now, uh, he was asked, uh, will there be another lockdown at Christmas? And he said he couldn't rule it out. I mean, this can't go on forever. No, but the this day is getting ridiculous at this the stage. The day before, he said, we want to make sure we're staying locked down for as long as possible so that we don't have to lock down. That's the ridiculous, yeah. that's a ridiculous but that's, statement. That's what he says on Tuesday, to change it again on well, Wednesday. Well, this is what I said this morning. I was talking to Ash and Ruth this morning about this. I, this time last year we were going to oh I hope we don't go into another lockdown or I hope we don't go into another lockdown after this one ends whatever right grand at least we, we kind of always had a threat of it now we're just in permanent lockdown and we're praying to get out of it yeah. we've actually normalised lockdowns that which is so frightening because now in the back of our heads we're all saying if somebody sneezes now in September October shite close the place down again lads we're, we're in trouble here mm. like mm. it's just I, I don't understand, and if there's people listening, I'm just saying, God, please stand up and fight for your livelihood, for your future, for your children's future. We cannot continue with this. How are they continuously blaming pubs? It's all the pubs' fault. They've been closed for 14 goddamn months. Oh, they blamed you before Christmas yeah, as well, by absolutely. the way. And, and by the way, the data has since shown that it wasn't that people went mad at Christmas and actually enjoyed themselves in a restaurant or a bar or whatever it happened to be. It was the fact that the data, before the end of the last lockdown in November, the data showed that the case numbers were already rising because it was most likely seasonal anyway. But, but Paul, in relation to um, what you're going to do, so now you made this promise a while ago and I kind of yeah. made a bit of a laugh at you the last time saying, well, you know, this was two months ago when you told me the last time you were doing this. I mean, it's still July, you're saying. I mean, look, it probably will. Maybe the sector will be open by July. Why not make a stand sooner than that? Why don't you do something about it, Paul? Great question. So here, here's very simply, because at the moment, there is indoor dining taking place in this country, unbeknownst to the majority of the people listening here. Where? In all hotels around the country, and they're considered essential travellers. So I can't do indoor dining for essential travelling. So am I going to wait till the 1st of July? Here's my answer. No. If our beloved government turn around and come out with a statement tomorrow to say that they're going to allow hotels to open up in the 10th of June and serve indoor dining and indoor drinking, I'm bringing my day forward to the 10th of June because I know I am not a scientist. I know I am not an immunologist. However, I'm not a moron. And to the best of my, the best of my knowledge... No virus is smart enough to know if a fella sitting down is staying the night or not. <laughs> so if they bring indoor dining into hotels before the 1st of July, Trevo's Restaurant in Killarney will be serving indoor dining that night. And I, I like the way you're anyone, thinking now, Paul. I like the way you're thinking. I will challenge anyone to question me on that one. If they it, can, by the way, does the virus know how good, know how good the food is in Trevo's Restaurant? I, I, well, I, you know what? It can't. Do you know what I did? I got in this amazing machine, UV light. This is what we do in restaurants that kills everything. Everything. And I have that in the restaurant. Does it kill politicians? (laughs) Does it kill politicians? (laughs) I wouldn't mind wheeling it up to Leinster House to find out, I tell you. Uh, But but I mean, like, so so that's the extent we've done. We opened last year, and this is what the government don't want you thinking about either. We opened our our trade last year with no masks, with no uh, vaccine, with no anything, and nobody got any, there was no cases. No. Now we have the vaccines, now we have everything else, and they're saying we can't do it. And here's why. Because the government don't want you knowing that 99% of the cases of COVID now 
are the UK variant that they allowed in over January, over Christmas. Okay, but just on a final note, so just to reiterate it again, if the government come out tomorrow and say indoor dining in hotels will be available from the 10th of June, you are opening, and they don't give clarity to you guys, Yeah, you are opening on the 10th of June. They, I can tell you now. They and do you encourage other restaurateurs around the country to open as well? I can't ask anybody to do anything else. Ah, you I, can if you want to. I will be seriously impressed if other restaurants and bars follow suit. That if you can sit in a hotel and have a pint in their main bar, and you can sit in their main restaurant and have dinner, I would be well impressed with any other bar and restaurant that opens up and offers that exact same facility. Because here's why. If they don't allow us to do it, it is very simply discrimination. And I will take Well, there's no scientific, uh, scientific logic reason, as you rightly said. The virus doesn't know where it is. No, exactly. There's yeah. no scientific, scientific uh, logic to anything that these guys have done in the last 12 or 14 months. And I'm not denying COVID. I don't, don't get, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not suggesting I'm not for a minute you are. No. Of course it's there. Of course, unfortunately, people have lost their lives. Of course it's very serious. But they're taking us for utter morons if they think that you can walk around a shopping centre for an hour and a half and, and, and like be fine and you can't come in and have dinner for an hour. A husband and wife, people from the same household, their family can't come in and sit in the restaurant. I have 80 seats in the restaurant here. Are you telling me I can't have 25 seats spaced out? At least I'm doing my job. At least I'm feeling somewhat sane. At least I've got some purpose of living even though they, they don't want me to think that I'm essential in, in the world of their eyes. Absolutely. Listen, Paul, thank you very much indeed. Paul You're Trevo from Trevo's Restaurant in Killarney. Thank you very much indeed. Now he's going to open the 10th of June. Maybe you're a restaurant or a bar and you're going to follow suit if he doesn't get clarity tomorrow by the government. So it's up to you, Michal Martin. The ball is in your court now. Give some clarity to those people who have lost their business for over 60 weeks now at this stage, most of them. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.